0: Welcome back to another episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancy. I'm Vincent A. Lancy, speaker, coach, and author of the books Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health and Left for Dead, A Story of
1: Redemption. Uh, and I'm Dave, probably better known as The Unopened Mail. Uh, I'm not a speaker, author, or anything like that. I'm just a regular guy that has mental health issues.
0: Well, thanks for coming on, Dave. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit-and-run accident while walking home from a friend's birthday. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create a podcast that is all things mental health. Would it add value to your life to hear mental health professionals and advocates share their authentic stories relating to mental health? If you answered yes, you came to the right place. I want to start by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. On this episode, I am happy to introduce a guest streaming from London. He has taken a stance on breaking down mental health stigmas and he has recognized that men around the world need to use their voice to help others. This led him to creating his platform, Unopened Mail. He has so much to offer, so allow me to now introduce David, Tyler, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be on board and having this chat with you. It's a great thing you're doing here, and I'm more than happy to be a part of it.
0: I appreciate the kind words, and I'm happy to have you on as well. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners a little more and preview your story a bit before we dive in and get going? And also, please do share your role relating to mental health.
1: Of course, yeah. Uh, As I said earlier, I'm just a guy that suffers from, from mental health illnesses particularly depression and anxiety. My name's Dave. I've created a platform called The Unopen Mail but it's really about my journey from when I was a lot younger. I've started noticing that I was a bit different and was struggling with a lot of mental health issues from a really young age, sort of from eight, nine years old, really came into fruition in my early teens and now I'm wanting to pay it forward. Uh, I didn't have that support system when I was younger, so I want to be that guy for men like me that have have also been silent for the longest time.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask, when you were eight or nine years old, feeling all of these different emotions, there was nothing in your school to help you, was there?
1: No, uh, not not when I was eight or nine, not when I was 13, 14, not when I was 19, 20. I, it just hasn't been there. Uh, hopefully, it will be in later years. I hope schools, education, platforms like do get better at it. But yeah, when I was growing up, it definitely wasn't there.
0: Yeah, me as well. And that's why joining together on this platform can make such a difference. Dave, thank you for sharing all that. On each episode, I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they're healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. For today's episode, I will introduce the mental health-related story of a four-time Super Bowl champion in Terry Bradshaw. The former first overall pick in the NFL draft, Bradshaw has been using his voice to raise mental health awareness. He was diagnosed with clinical depression in 1999 and takes medication to balance the serotonin in his brain. After his NFL career, he was finally able to escape the stigma of mental illness in the league and communicate about his clinical depression. I learned that he often had anxiety attacks after games. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, or many of you listening probably know as NAMI, over 20 million American adults suffer from depressive disorders with women suffering almost at twice the rate as men on any given year. I want to end this right up with a quote from Brad Shaw in, quote, when you're clinically depressed, the serotonin in your brain is out of balance and probably always will be out of balance. So I take medication to get that proper balance back. I'll probably have to be on it for the rest of my life. I thought this was very powerful, especially coming from a man of his stature and reputation. Dave, what do you take away from his statements in mental health?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. It is hugely powerful to come from a man in, in that position, and there's two main takeaways from me. Firstly, he talks about the serotonin imbalance, which uh, when you describe it like that sort of gives it a lot of legitimacy, and it means that it should be taken as seriously as as your physical health is and things like that, but also the other thing that I took away from it is that he's a professional athlete in and he's a male professional athlete more specifically. And there's a stigma and there's a sort of mentality of that to be sort of a very masculine man and, and what that means in society. And for him to break down those barriers is hugely important for for young men out there. And he's going to be a great advocate. And he's doing a, an, an amazing thing by coming forward and sharing a story.
0: Yes, similarly to how there was no education for us growing up with mental health, when they, this was going on, it was certainly not talked about. Granted, it still is nowhere needs to be, but it was even more outlawed, if you will, to speak about a mental illness as a man. I mean, it comes up once in a while when we discuss men who are role models in the mental health world. Kevin Love He was one of the guest stories on an early episode, and it talks about how his dad said, "You're a man; you must those feelings. You know, you don't you don't show that type of stuff." So that, along with the education, I think has come a long way. And I think this would be a great time for us to head to the main event, Dave. On each episode, my guest and I go over this series of six questions to help others improve their mental health. You ready to go, Dave? Let's do it. Great. So you may have previewed it in the beginning, which is perfect. But many would agree that the more common, or at least talked about, types of mental disparities. Are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders, what areas did you come across the most?
1: Uh, when I was first experiencing my mental health issues, it was definitely depression that I experienced the most. Uh, as I grew older, I started to experience anxiety a lot more frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could say that as the anxiety grew, the depression uh, got less, but I, I wasn't really that lucky. The depression is still very much alive and kicking. but. Uh, I'm aware of where it comes from. I know from personal experience that a big coping mechanism of my depression is completely shutting myself off from the world, friends, family, jobs, everything, and included cancelling social plans, calling in sick to work. And the main issue that led to anxiety from that is that when I was ready to go back and sort of join normal society, if you will, uh, I was so out of practice with speaking with people and the questions they might ask and what they might think of me for having time off and cancelling that it gave me massive anxiety and it led to me wanting to shut off people even more which is why these mental health issues uh they they just spiral the longer you leave them you know if you left a bit of food out for example the the bacteria is going to grow and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and i think it's the same with with mental health the longer you leave the things that are affecting you and and fester and let them bubble deep away inside you the worse they're going to get eventually so the best time to address these things is yesterday, the second best time is today and the third best time will be tomorrow and and so on. I
0: love that and conversations like ours are going to help others have the confidence they need to make that leap and I can resonate with you where you know you're taking time away for your mental health breaks, your mental health day and you have anxiety because you know you still have other things to do but I have found that instead of staring at the computer for those 10 hours if I do take that 30 minute rest of the day break whatever I do come back stronger and I do come back ready to attack my goals.
1: Yep. Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, well, you're so passionate about giving back, David. What was that first moment when you decided that a career relating to mental health, or at least advocating for mental health, was going to be the right path for you?
1: Uh, it's funny because I was so silent for so long. I mean, that, as I mentioned at the, at the start, really started experiencing these things when I was about eight or nine. I'm now 28 years old and I've only started talking about these things for a couple of months but yeah. i'm the type of person that when i commit to something i'll really commit to it like i, w- I won't do anything in half measures so even though um I've, I've only been open with it relatively recently i think it's just because i hit my breaking point mm-hmm. i don't really remember what that moment was in the last few months that was that breaking point but i had this sort of epiphany of like i can't do this by myself anymore i need help and for me that was the form of of medication and i knew when i needed help mm-hmm. that there were going to be loads of other people and men like me out there that also needed help And i wanted to be there for them as i didn't necessarily have the people there for me and the best way for me to do that i feel was to share my story and be an advocate and that's what i'm gonna go ahead and do for the rest of my life now
0: yeah you made a couple of great points there where you waited too long and it hit a point where you had to make a change Hopefully, again, these conversations can help people detect that early enough where they don't have that boiling point. But again, I'm sure you can relate when you have conversations like this on your platform. It is a therapy session in a way.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. And for some people, that general therapy might not be great for them. But therapy in terms of having a conversation with another person, a friend, yeah. someone that you've met through social media, or a partner, a family member will be that form of therapy.
0: Yeah. So... We had a tough time detecting it for you early, knowing where to go let 's help our listeners out here now that you 've been advocating and really delving into the reasons behind all these mental disparities. What advice can you give to our listeners is what may be considered a potential early sign that they may be developing a mental illness
1: sure uh, it, it's a great question, so I think a, a lot of people probably don't know yeah. what that would mean for them, so it 's a great question to ask. Um, the thing that I would say is that it's deviation from your norm, whatever your normal is going to be, normal is is going to vary massively from from person to person. What's normal for me isn't going to be normal for you, which isn't going to be normal to whoever's listening. Um, you know, for some people, it's going to be their sleep cycle. For other people, it's going to be their moods, their motivations. Like whatever it is, when you start noticing that you're deviating from your sort of normal state of mind and mm-hmm. and just your normal sort of practices and things like that that's when you should start to seek help in whatever form that is.
0: Yeah, and you made a great point there. And I always emphasize that what works for some doesn't work for everybody. We are all different, especially when we're talking about our brains. Our brains are definitely all different.
1: There's no one shoe fits all in this.
0: Yeah, there's definitely not. I think life would be a lot easier if there were. (laughs) But piggybacking off that, I definitely agree where Paying attention to your body, is there some kind of change? Is a great way to look at it. When people get to this moment, Dave, if you could pick three, and I say only three because I want the three most important things our listeners can do on a daily or short term basis to improve their mental health, what can you offer our listeners?
1: Uh, I'll always swear by my to do lists. I have a nice sort of planner that's not on my phone so I can be away from my phone, and they help me feel productive and they provide me with a great distraction about what's going on in my mind uh, and just give me that sort of sense of, of purpose and goals. And these these to-do lists can have the simplest things on them. It can be a case of getting outside for 10 minutes, having a shower, brushing your teeth, but just having that sort of structure to your day can be hugely important in getting yourself out of a, a bad mental state. Um, mm-hmm. Touched on the, the second point I wanted to say there, which is just getting away from your phone and social media, Social media can be really toxic, unfortunately, for all its benefits. You are essentially looking at someone else's highlight reel and comparing it to your day, where you've just sat and had a burger. So, of course, it's not <sighs> going to be—it's uh, it's not going to be the same. And comparing it to yourself, uh, yourself to them, isn't going to be healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Finally, it's just exercise. Like, if you haven't got a healthy body, you're less likely to have a healthy mind. And so, for me personally, I'm always trying to make sure I'm doing. Some form of exercise a day. It's a lot more difficult now due to sort of lockdown restrictions, Mm -hmm. but that can be as simple as just going for a walk for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just some I'll always advocate for something is better than nothing. If you're doing a little something, Mm -hmm. then you're doing infinitely better than someone that's doing nothing. So just do your best, whatever that is.
0: Took the words right out of mouth. A lot of people hear exercise and they think they have to start deadlifting. No, for (laughs) me, I, don't think clearly when I don't get some kind of exercise in the day. I get in the yoga mat, do some abs or take a walk. Those are things that physical exercise is equally beneficial, if not more for your mental health than physical health. And people are finally starting to realize that. But I can also connect with you on the to-do list. I find much more success throughout the day. If I structure my day, I have 20 minute increments for the smaller tasks, but for my main three tasks every morning before bed, I write them down. So when I wake up, I don't waste time. I attack the list before going through my email, doing all these things. And another great point with social media, I sleep with my phone off. When I'm ready for going to bed, I turn that off because like you said, not only you're comparing highlight reels, but you're exposed to millions of pieces of information in two seconds. Yeah, and, and that is so a brain overload.
1: Right before you go to bed, like the last thing you want when you're trying to relax and unwind is all this new information that you haven't yet seen because your brain is going to take a fair amount of time trying to process it. And that's, not what you want when you're trying to you know, sleep and drift off. Could it
0: be more right? But those are excellent short-term initiatives, Dave. Thank you. Let's delve a little deeper here. What are two longer-term commitments our listeners can start to take on to create a more positive mental headspace?
1: Uh, I, again, it sort of touches on the to-do list, but setting yourself yeah. long-term goals and checking in with them can give you a sense of purpose and direction. Like I know when I'm at my lowest, I definitely feel that I don't have any sort of purpose in the world. So having these goals is a great way to keep myself in check. Um, But more importantly, and again, I sort of touched on it earlier, when you notice something's not right, it's so imperative to do something about it now. And the reason I'm putting this in long-term commitment as well, because nothing's going to destroy you in the long term than letting things get out of control in the short term. So again, I'm just going to preach the message of if you feel like you need that, help and support. Do it now because in the long term, it's going to really come back to bite you if you don't.
0: Yeah, that's definitely become a central theme of your episode, which is great. is kind of getting ahead of things, being precautious, paying attention to what's going on. Life is so fast and especially during coronavirus, our minds are everywhere. So just taking the time to slow down and these things aren't rocket science what we're talking about here to help others improve it just when you're going through a lot mentally you're looking at a long road ahead a scary road you don't know where to go but if you just take a deep breath and think of some things that can start to improve your mental health exercise eating right making sure you have enough water all these things man you're doing such a great job of providing this for our listeners
1: of course and it's yeah it's massively important and it's very easy for life to get on top of you at times and to go on autopilot and forget about these sort of tips and tricks that that might help you out. So finding whatever means and methods you can of making sure that you're keeping on track with your goals and progression and just trying to become a better version, a healthier version of yourself is massively important.
0: Absolutely, David. Well, I'm excited for this question because I only have a little taste about your open mail. I want to hear more. What are some ways you plan on continuing to raise awareness for mental health in the future?
1: So I've recently bought myself a nice secondhand DSLR, I think is what it's called. This shows how much I know about cameras. Uh, (laughs) But I bought myself a secondhand camera just so I can maybe get into the vlogging game a little bit. I don't think there is enough high-quality video content out there just from regular people going through mental health struggles. So I want to be you know hopefully the first of many of those people to fill that void um and also i'm in in the process of designing sort of a mental health related clothing line that i'm going to be wow. releasing shortly to sort of raise awareness and obviously part of the proceeds are going to go to some of the great charities we have here in the uk so it's it's a kind of spray and pray and just trying to reach as many people uh, as possible in as many means out there as, as there possibly are
0: you got to give us a little preview here with your camera. What's one of the first things you're going to tackle?
1: Oh God, that's that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I think what I really wanted to do was it's very easy to make a video when you're in a, a good mental state, which I'm in currently at this moment, but I kind of want my first video to be at a time when I'm not in a particularly great mental state. I want it to be very raw and I want people to sort of see the sides of mental health that you might not see on Instagram or Facebook or other social medias where people are sort of just posting the, the best parts of their life. I want it to be very real. And that's sort of the, the first episode I want to get out there. So while I never wish to have uh, a, a down uh, mental health episode, uh, you know, I, I feel that eventually one might come. And, and if and when it does, I'll be there with my camera to document all of my thoughts, feelings and hopefully try and educate people out there and help other people to come forward.
0: Well, you're going to have to absolutely and please keep me in the loop for all these great announcements. I'd love to help you spread the awareness because you're doing such great work. But Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved how you spoke from the heart right to begin, right from the beginning. A lot of people are going to resonate with that. Being a kid, not knowing what outlets to look elementary school, growing up, still not knowing where to turn. You may have just provided a great outlet for them to resonate with. I loved your goals, especially writing things down to stay on track, especially if you're having a bad day and you just don't want to do anything else for the day. If you look over to that piece of paper that has everything broken down, you might find that that mojo to, get, to keep going. But it is time for the last word, Dave. And I also do this in my other podcast series, What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur Too, because I want our listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody listening that we did not get to touch on yet today?
1: oh god i mean there's always in, in terms of mental health there's always going to be a million and one things to to talk about out there but uh just the one thing uh, we, we've already talked about it but i just want to stress it that the the best thing to do is just to start having these conversations i i didn't have these conversations for you know two decades and it, it's it's affected me in in way in some ways that i know some ways that i don't know that we'll probably affect me forever but if I started those conversations earlier and found that good support system early then I might not be in the position I am today so to anyone that is going through those uh, mental health issues start those conversations reach out to me I'm sure you're more than happy for people to reach out to you Welcome or if you're not yes. comfortable talking to strangers reach out to your friends family people who you think might be supportive and understanding and just start having those conversations Absolutely, Dave. Would you mind
0: please taking this moment to now share your professional social media website ways for our listeners to reach out to you, follow your endeavors, request your services, especially that clothing line you got coming out, man?
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me uh, let me plug my spot here. Uh, Yeah, uh, as you mentioned at the top of the show, Unopened Mail. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, My website, UnopenedMail.co.uk, is uh, alive and running as of a couple of days ago, which is where the shop is but I'm going to be promoting it on all my platforms in the next uh, few days or so probably by the time this podcast comes out so if you want to have a little chat or want to reach out for a bit of support that's where you can find me
0: absolutely everybody please do take him up on that offer to reach out he's full of encouragement to help you get through your day and it now is social media time for the show as well and we're on whichever platform you like to use on LinkedIn we're at a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey and Facebook and Instagram is at a mental health break on Twitter, we're podcasts by Lancey, so you have updates from this show and what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out any of my books, DM me or email me, I would love to hear from you all. And I also do do signed copies, so reach out to me. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all on my website now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancy five stars. I work hard to find value delivering guests like Dave for each episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey.